At Kroger, we want our fresh produce to meet your expectations, which is why we're dedicated to doing up to a 27-point inspection on our fruits and veggies, checking for things like scarring. In fact, only the best produce, like zesty oranges and crisp carrots, reach our shelves. Because when it comes to fresh, our higher standards mean fresher produce. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Did your friend offer you a pick-me-up pill? If you take medication that didn't come from a pharmacy, it's important to test it for fentanyl. Fentanyl can be hiding anywhere. Pick up a test strip at your local pharmacy today and protect yourself from hidden fentanyl. What they don't want you to know with your host, Mr. Noriega. Is the government keeping secrets? You bet they are. And here those secrets are revealed. Teacher, seven years researching the common core of the education system. Author Noriega. What they don't want you to know. Welcome to What They Don't Want You To Know. Today I bring to you a special show from the archives of what never was released. We had a little problem releasing this episode due to the content and the nature of it. Also, uh, it's important to note that the prophecies or predictions, rather, uh, that are inside of them came true. And this show was back in 2020, remember? It's a show that's previously been unreleased. However, it was recorded back in 2020. And everything but a handful of the things that were predicted came about. We've had the riots, we've had the government takeover, and certainly we've had upheaval. Uh, Now we have uh, the one thing lurking behind all this is the famines and the pestilence not the pestilence of the coronavirus that we've all seen but the pestilence that I talk about on this show I hope you enjoy this it comes from the vaults of the unreleased files even too controversial to release before and certainly going out now with the warning that it might be too controversial now to release, even after the fact. As always, please show your support for this program by becoming a sponsor or becoming a patron to this wonderful program. As you know, we bring you things that they don't want you to know. Enjoy. 2020 Imagine if you could step Imagine there's a line there, and you could step into the end of the world just for a little bit, right? And see with your eyes what's happening. Well, this is the experience I had in Puerto Rico. So the end of the world is beyond what you would imagine. Imagine a situation where life necessities, what you eat, what you drink, where you're at living, all those things become a a matter of situational calamity where you're not going to have any more of that. In Puerto Rico, there was no more water. The water supply got turned off. Why? Because we had these massive storms. Now, in the United States, in the world, you're going to have calamities like nothing else. 
You're also going to have governmental situations where you are going to be treated like dogs, treated like dogs, and you're going to be under an incredible amount of stress. And spiritually, most important in my book, spiritually, forget about it. It is going to be imperative to be spiritually prepared. Talking about the physical thing. You know how you have that ATM card and you're able to put that in. Money comes out. Guess what? When the calamities come, which they're coming, by the way, and we're talking about destruction sent from the Almighty or destruction sent from the devil, doesn't matter. When calamities face you, you're going to have no access to money. Money is temporarily going to be something you can still use. So you're going to be able, for a small window of opportunity, to use money to trade. For instance, you can go to the grocery store and there are going to be maybe some grocery stores that are uh, some convenience stores that are still open slightly and the greedy people that own them, maybe local business people, are still going to be taking that useless money. And so for a small window of opportunity, just like I had in Puerto Rico, you can use whatever money's in your pocket. I had just returned a 60-inch television a few nights before that was cracked, and thank God that it was cracked. Thank goodness. The Lord blessed my family. God blessed my family because when I say God, I don't say it as a, uh, as a, a blasphemous thing. I say it, thank you, God, for blessing my family because if it wasn't for that television that I returned, I wouldn't have that near $1,000. Uh, welcome, Jess of all trades. We're talking about the end of the world. We just had um, Mr. Smart on the, uh, uh, on the show. We were talking about end of the world stuff like nothing else, political stuff that's happening all around the world, and it was so interesting. But right now we're talking about how to prepare for these things that are likely coming towards the end of this year. I'm serious, towards the end of this year. Why? Because you have no idea of the political upheaval that's about to be unleashed on the world with the United Nations, just like me and Jason were talking about a little while ago, with the United Nations with their plans to come in and temporarily take over government here in the United States until there is a regular election. Incredible things. But you can look them up. It's not something that I made up. We're not only talking about that, but the riots that are coming and the massive destructions. Talk about the California faults that are ready to give way and a upheaval politically that you would have no idea about, the rioting, etc. This is all going to be happening in a degree further than we have experienced in 2020. So what are some of the things that we can we can uh, prepare for, which uh, Respencer said physically. Let's talk about physically. You talk about physical things all over the place. You have preppers here, preppers there. But those preppers have never been to the end of the world. I myself had an opportunity. Imagine if you had an opportunity to take a step into the end of the world, look around, take some notes, and then come back to reality. I lived in Puerto Rico during Maria, and it was as the end of the world there. So I was able to see what physically I needed, and I was shocked because we almost died. We narrowly escaped Puerto Rico with our lives, myself and my family, my children, my wife. 
So what do you need at the end of the world physically? Because we're talking about three categories, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. And you would never think of those other two categories. They're just as important, if not more. But physically, the money that you had, the money that I had because of taking back a television, a returning a television to Costco, where I had in my pocket uh, close to $1,000, that saved my family's life because the greedy merchants that are still around once the end of the year hits, uh, once I'm sorry, the end of the world hits, those greedy merchants will take that worthless money for a little while. They'll still take your useless cash. And so that cash that you have is going to save your life. Put money, cash, available in your pocket. Put it under your mattress. Put it in a hiding place. Put it somewhere. How much? $500 to $1,000. I'm serious, people. Keep cash at hand because the moment a calamity hits you, ATMs are shut off. The grid is no longer. This is what happened to me in Puerto Rico. Number two, talking about money. Number two, food. Food. When Puerto Rico, when we got that hurricane coming through, which is just like all these disasters happening right now, political upheavals, natural, etc. Any of these, these are happening in an incremental way. So you're not going to have the ability to grab any of these physical supplies. You must have physical food to eat. How much food do you need? If you buy rice, rice can sustain your life for an indefinite period because it is so cheap and it makes so much food. But rice alone won't make it. You need rice and lard because lard will give you the calories of life. In Puerto Rico, I didn't have enough food. So we had to ration it, kind of like this alone show. We had to ration it with our family. We could only eat about one meal a day for weeks on end. We were all starving, but that meal came in once in a while. The National Guard people that you expect to save you, that you expect that saved us in Puerto Rico, did not exist. That National Guard didn't come in for weeks and maybe even a month. And to get to the National Guard with all that destruction was not even available for a month. For most. So uh, if you don't have, and I'm talking minimum, minimum three to six months of food supply, which is, you know, for yourself, if you have a 50 pound bag of rice, that 50 pound bag of rice can last you about three months for yourself. Now, if you're talking about other family members, just double, triple that plus some lard, you know, to have some of those proteins and, and those calories available so that you can sustain yourself. I didn't even think about this. So important physically. Water. Water, Jess, of all trades. Can you imagine being thirsty? Can you imagine nursing a child? My wife was nursing a child. Yes, one meal a day. That's what we had. But can you imagine nursing a child and you don't have any water? After a hurricane, the water becomes undrinkable because it's tainted. You drink that water, instant cholera or something else. You're going to get diarrhea and you're going to um, die because your body's going to give out. You cannot have, you cannot, you, you, you cannot drink tainted water. So what do you do? You need to have water stored. 
I had 80 gallons. I thought, well, 80 gallons, that's plenty. Did you know that in Puerto Rico, they didn't even get to us? The water didn't turn on for weeks. We went through that 80 gallons in a matter of less than two weeks. By the time we got to two weeks, we were all thirsting to death. My wife went about three and a half days without drinking a drop of water because we had run out and all there was was tainted water from the hurricane. Almost died. By the time we were escaping in the at the airport, which is a completely different story, but by the time we were escaping at the airport, we, you know, she was about to die. Somebody gave her a bottle of water out of the kindness of their heart, and she survived. But imagine nursing a baby, a baby that's one year old, nothing you can do to tell the baby, no, I can't give you food. Uh, baby needs the food. You're going to do everything for that baby. You're going to croak because you don't have any fluids in your body. You know, one of the most important things that you need to have is water. How much water? Think about this way. If you don't have at least, at least one quarter water a day, you're going to die. So think about it that way and multiply that for you and your family towards an extended period. Because what's coming, Jess of all trades with Spencer, uh, Lynn, uh, The Authentic, uh, all, all you guys, what's coming is I can guarantee you this will be worldwide. And it is just as the scriptures say that you realize that one-third of all the water in the world is going to be tainted, and it's going to be tainted soon, probably by nuclear and et cetera, by, by, by global poisoning and et cetera of what's happening right now. Another physical thing that you have to prepare for, that we had to prepare for, when we were seeing the end of the world situation in Puerto Rico, Another physical thing is we're talking about water, we're talking about food, we're talking about money, immediate money. Okay, well, what else? Imagine the comforts of life. You are no longer able to have light past 6 o'clock. It's dark, and it's darker than anything. So when you're talking about candles, when you're talking about something to see, all these things, batteries, all these things were so necessary to a degree of to keep you sane, because every day without food, without water, and without anything, TV, phone, radio, anything, you're going to need something. A little light is going to go a long way. So physically, what to prepare? Fuel. How are you going to cook that food? If you don't have any propane, if you don't have any wood, etc., if you don't have stockpiles of this stuff, we realize that I only have a few of these little propane balls for a little grill I had, and we rationed those so much because there was so little propane that we had, and nobody was selling it. You know, propane was like gold. You know, nobody would give you any of their propane. Forget about it. How are you going to cook? Well, if you're living in a city, where are you going to get wood is the reality. You're going to break your furniture, and then when you're done with your furniture, are you really going to make a fire in your apartment building? Think about it. Fuel for your gas, your, your car. We needed to escape with our lives. We didn't have any way to fill up our car because the gas stations were closed. We only had half a gallon, uh, half a tank of gas in our car. That got us to one of the nearby airports. They were closed and flooded. And so we have to go all the way across the island to another airport somewhere else. You can imagine that. Now, you're talking about this will never happen to us. 
we're in the United States or we're in Europe or something. This These kind of calamities will never happen. Reality, people, come December of this year, come January of next year, you're going to start seeing things that you have never seen before. Why? Because of the situation politically and the justice of God starting to be poured upon us, you're going to see upheavals of people like you've never seen them riot before, and it is going to be a dog-eat-dog situation, kind of like Walking Dead. So if you think about it, in a society, a world society that we are all embracing, the most hideous, horrible lives, full of sin, embracing the most horrible things that there are out there, completely contrary to the judgments and commandments of God, because they are, what do you think is going to happen next? Same things that happened in Sodom and Gomorrah, but heck, these were only two cities. So, what out of the three categories, we've talked about physical preparation, which the preppers do. I'm going to tell you one thing, though. The preppers do something that, that, that they think they're going to be prepared. They make themselves a bunker. All these guns, all this food. Do you think that the end of the world is for the doggiest dog? Do you really think that the judgments of God that are meant to come down and destroy the world and the wicked can't come down and reach you out of whatever whatever bunker you've made for yourself? I'm not saying it's bad to make a bunker, but if you think about it, do you think that God himself, and, and the government has done this, the evil governments have done this throughout the world. They have their biggest bunkers everywhere. They have bunkers, uh, cities underground. These evil New World Order governments that have built all these incredible cities underground bunkers, do you think that they can outlast the end of the world? Do you think that a God can't reach them? This is kind of like the Tower of Babel situation. You think that God can't reach down and crush them? Or is the end of the world that's coming up shortly meant for the wicked? Because that was the reality in the time of Noah. It was meant for the wicked. So, number two, what else do we need to be prepared with? I'm just going to jump, barely speak about mental preparation, which is what? Which is you have no idea of the strain that you will have in your body, in your mind, thinking that people are out to take you and destroy you and your family for a loaf of bread. You don't know what that feels like to constantly be stressed about what we're going to eat, what we're going to drink, how we're going to get out of this place. There's no safety. There is nothing preventing us from dying. You don't know what that feels like. You can't imagine the daily 24-hour stress that that feels like, unless you're there. So you will be there very shortly. Prepare yourself for a state of never-ending stress. That is super important, or you will go insane. But the most important thing, number three, is to be prepared spiritually. I'm not going to talk a lot of details on this because they're sacred details to me of what I experienced in Puerto Rico. But what I experienced in Puerto Rico is if you're spiritually prepared, 
for the end of the world. The hand of the Lord is with you. And I'm serious about that, people. The hand of the Lord. There is a power of God. There is a power of protection that goes along to those few that decide to embrace and follow the commandments of God and follow his ways. There is a power beyond anything you can imagine that gives you not only comfort and peace of mind, but physical protection when these things are about you. I can witness of that because I saw it with my own eyes. I saw things that I can't even begin to speak to you about when I was in the end of the world in Puerto Rico. If you, this is the promise, align your life with the ways of the Lord, if you align your spirituality, yes, prepare physically, yes, prepare emotionally, or you're a slacker and you 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 just want God to give you everything. That's not going to happen. But if you're prepared emotionally and, and, and physically, if you align yourself spiritually with God, follow his commandments, not your man-made commandments, not, oh, we have to, um, you know, be tree huggers. Oh, we have to respect the environment. Oh, we have to, um, you know, parade the gays. Oh, we have to give women their, uh, their choice of their body, except if you don't follow after these dictates of men, because they're dictates of men, nobody else has them. If you don't follow those things and align yourself, it's going to be hard. The promise that I make you is that you will see things beyond what you even expected would be real at the end of the world. I saw things supernatural happen to me and my family that were life savers. In moments we would die, we were saved physically. All of us were protected. While my home stood, I saw homes around me destroyed. While our water was gone, I saw our bodies be able to resist it. Fentanyl. It could be hiding anywhere, including in your house, including in your medicine cabinet, or maybe at a friend's house where you're hanging out, playing games, and you get offered a pill. Don't take chances. If a drug didn't come from a pharmacy directly to you, you can find fentanyl by using a simple strip you can pick up at your local pharmacy. Don't take it until you test it, because fentanyl can be hiding anywhere. Brought to you by the Georgia Department of Behavioral Health and Mental Disabilities. So, how to be physically prepared. The prepper shows will give you that. How to be mentally prepared. You just have to understand the challenge, the mental challenge. But how to be spiritually prepared? There is a power beyond what I can explain to you. There is a priesthood power given from God to man to command the elements. Seek after this priesthood power. Seek where it is at. Find it. If you change, and I'm not talking about the world because there's nothing to do to stop the progression of evil. If you change your life, you will find that you are able to walk 
on fire. You are able to pass through raging currents and you are able to live where life is not available to most. Imagine the days of Noah when all these people were were drowning, drowning, dying. Okay, and eight people survive in a ship. Eight people out of the whole world. It is the same situation now, but with fire. And the numbers don't have to be eight. They can be 800, 8,000, 8 million. If you align yourself. Hi, Kate. How are you doing? We're talking about being spiritually prepared for the end of the world. If you align yourself to the ways of God, the ways of the Lord, you will find that his power will protect you in times when calamities are coming beyond what you think is even possible. Beyond it. I've been there. I've seen it with my own eyes in 2017 when Maria came through and that hurricane destroyed everything. I saw it with my own eyes. And I testify to you that these things are real. Do not fall after the ways and persuasions of the evil men. These are not only men. These are evil men. These are are men pledged their lives to Satan. Do not follow this wicked new world order. Don't be persuaded by it. These are men that have pledged themselves and their allegiance to the devil. If you stay yourself from them, you will be safe. It's going to be hard because the whole world is upside down now. The whole world. But you yourself can be alone with your family in the Lord. Think about that for a moment. Because why would a God so good as Jesus Christ come down and burn an entire planet? Why would he do that? He's a merciful God. But he cannot stay his judgment upon a wicked, wicked world. So, just think about what's coming up here. We have about 15 days towards the beginning of the election, which is going to turn into chaos. It's going to turn into a complete riotous situation and an opportunity for the dark forces to take over. So what's going to happen in the little bit? So that you're not caught unprepared, let me tell you the timeline of events. The United States political voting, the whole election is the beginning of the massive sorrows. With that election, the powers that are now in control of most governments, which are the New World Order, will seize control of the United States. They will eliminate freedom here. And they will also spring forth to seize control of the rest of the world. 
We are already in their power. We have decided to wear masks as a symbol of following them. We now buy and sell only with the symbol of the beast, which is the mask that you put up on your face. We now follow and do not follow any of the dictates of Christ, which are feed the hungry, clothe the naked, visit the sick and afflicted. We now follow a new world order dictate by Satan that says, stay away from your neighbor. Do not feed anyone. They might be contagious. And certainly the sick, shun them. Do not visit the widows. Do not visit anyone. Stay away. Do not kiss. Do not hug. And they would tell you that Jesus Christ would wear a face mask. This is their Antichrist philosophy, the philosophy of men. I tell you that Jesus Christ would not wear a mask. Jesus Christ would not visit you and put a mask on his face. He would come to you and he would serve you and he would love you and kiss you and hug you. So he asks you to do the same thing that he does to you which is go and do likewise. This is completely opposite to the new world order that you are a part of now. The new world order that tells you to put on the symbol of the beast, put on the mask. Everybody has to have the mask on in order to buy or to sell. Everybody has to have the mask on and stay six feet away from everybody. Everybody has to have the mask on and not sing in church not go to church, not gather, not say anything to each other, not even visit relatives in the hospital. They have got complete world domination. And next year, beginning in 2021, this regime, this new world order, will roll out across the United States and across the world. They will try to assassinate President Trump. If they're not successful, they will eliminate him by a dictate from the United Nations and they will sweep in and control North America. Then they will have control of the entire world at that point. They will become a new world order. It is unstoppable now because the world has embraced homosexuality, murder of children, abortions, lewdness riotousness, and anti-Christian ways. The world has become so evil that it is unavoidable now, the calamities that are coming. So after you have the takeover of this anti-Christian, anti-religious group known as the New World Order, this group will now persecute the saints, the followers of Christ, Next year, beginning with next year, you will see an attack and a bombardment against religious organizations and against anybody that calls themselves religious of any faith. That is going to continue for several months and a few years where they will be massacring people. This massacre will continue. It will be incredible. The amount of bloodshed will be incredible. 
You have to stay firm and stay firm. That's all you can do. However, the calamities of the Lord will also come. You're going to have incredible earthquakes in Africa, incredible earthquakes in the United States, incredible thunderings and lightnings, etc. The shaking of the ground, the incredible hurricanes that's coming is incredible. And these are going to happen for several, several years. The next decade is going to be a decade of suffering. It's going to be an incredible decade of suffering that's going to bring suffering in incremental ways. You're not going to have all at once, but it's going to be day by day getting harder and harder until it's so hard that you want to die. Until it's so hard that you don't want. You're going to pass through all this. Finally, the new world order is going to be destroyed. There's still going to be riots everywhere. There's still going to be horror everywhere. You're going to have to be prepared for these days to come. It's going to last a long time before the second coming. So you've got a long time to wait for relief. Unfortunately, we had time to stop this before. We don't have time to stop it anymore. The world has gone mad. The world has embraced sin. So there's no way of stopping it. You cannot stop a judge God, just God, from coming in and reaping what is just. You can't stop it. If I murder my brother, I have to have my reward, my punishment. If I choose as a nation to murder millions of innocent new unborn babies, if I choose as a nation to embrace homosexuality and to call it the good and to cheer young minds into changing their sexes, you, you, cannot, you cannot stop the judgments of a just God. You just can't do it. If this happens in a worldwide way, you become a world that is worse than Sodom and Gomorrah were as cities. This is now a world that is worse than Sodom and Gomorrah ever was because they, they embrace these things as a city, as a pair city, twin cities. We've embraced it as the world. So as we have these things upon us and the blood of innocent children upon our garments, we must suffer the consequences. It has to be. Everything that is foretold in the Holy Scriptures has to happen. And when do you think that's going to happen? You think that's going to happen in 20 years, 30 years from now? Okay. Why haven't you been raptured yet? Because if you're looking around, everybody's in masks. Everybody is six feet apart. Everybody is suffering greatly. There is closed economies right now. Everything that starts, these are the beginning of sorrows if I ever saw them, if you ever saw them. So why, who can say it's not? This has been a year unlike anything anybody has experienced. And here we are. It is as it has been written. And the written writings will be coming. And they all have to be fulfilled. And what's next on those writings? Persecution of you guys. 
the saints of God must be persecuted and must be punished for loving Christ. They must be by the wicked. The wicked will come and they will, for a time, be supported by their master, Satan. That is the new world order coming. That is coming very soon. Like I said, the only thing to prepare that makes you immune to become even as the angels, to be protected like nothing else, is to align yourself with him. And what do you do? Find him. Find his ways. Find his commandments. Learn about him. And then, only then, can you walk through these calamities not unshaved because you will feel, you'll feel it, but you'll walk through them alive. You will be protected. These things I know because I've seen it. I've seen it with my eyes. So be ready, be prepared. Find him. Where is he? He's not on earth, he's in heaven. Align yourself. What ways are you not aligned to him? In what ways? Do you believe in things that are not true? Have you aligned yourself to him? Do you call yourself by his name? Does your organization call itself by his name? Let's start with that. Find him. Find his name. And these things will follow you. Now, I have to go because it's getting late. But it's been a good show. We've had a good, uh, you know, a good, good uh, guest of the show. We talked about political issues and we talked about end of the world issues. We had a very smart host today, uh, by the way, Mr. Smart. So it's a little pun. We had a fun time and I really appreciate all you coming that came. So thank you for coming, and I will bid you a good night, a good Sabbath that is upon us. Uh, you have yourself uh, good dreams. Remember, the Lord is with you if you follow him and if you seek after him. These things will come to you, and will, you'll be blessed. So fear. Fear is not of God. Fear is of the devil. Don't fear a virus that you don't see or smell or taste. Fear God. Fear God, Kate. Fear, fear God, Respencer. Jess, all of you, fear God. Don't fear man. Man can only put you in jail. Man can only give you a slap on the wrist. Man can only take away your job. Don't fear him. Fear the Almighty. Fear the Almighty. Have respect for God. Don't have respect for the laws, the, 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 the manly Satan laws. Have respect for God. Fear him and follow his ways. And then you don't have to fear anybody else. You don't have to fear the world. You don't have to fear a little microbe that doesn't even exist. You don't have to fear something that, hey, your grandmother used to say, isn't this right? If God wants to take me now, that's his will. Whether 
it's this disease or that disease, whatever it is, that's his will. You know, if he wants to take me, I'm not going to be afraid. That's his decision to end my life or keep my life or spare me. It's his decision. I'm not going to fear and live my life in fear. And now what are you doing? Opposite to your grandma's ways, fearing something invisible that you can't see, fearing something that man has brainwashed you with. Instead of fearing the Lord and saying, having faith in him and saying, the Lord will take care of me. All I have to do is follow him. I don't have to fear. I don't have to live in fear. I have to follow him. And that's it. And if you don't have fear, if you don't have fear, and if you have faith, then God will be with you. And God will protect you. And God will say, when you are to die, and when you are to live. But if you fear man, and if you fear viruses, and if you fear your neighbor, then you live in fear. Then that's a life that you've given yourself over to the devil and Satan's plan. And then he has a part of you. And then your whole body's his. You're no longer a temple of Christ. So think about that as we go. Who do you fear? Do you fear the Lord? You walk in his ways? Or do you fear man's ways and what they tell you on the radio and television? And follow the dictates of them. Think about that. Are you fearful? Or do you trust in the Lord and say simply, I will serve. And if God takes me in my service, then that's fine. Because I trust him. And that's simply it. You don't have to walk around in one of these environmental suits like I have on. You see my environmental suit? My nice yellow suit protecting me from the virus. You don't have to do that. You have to believe. And then everything else will be given to you. And if you don't believe me, then how how you doing? Oi, Asai. How you, we're, we've been talking about, you caught us at the end here. We've been talking about the end of the world and how to prepare for the end of the world. What are the things that we have to do? And to wrap it up, thank you but about, about that thumbs up. To wrap it up, you just have to believe and trust in the Lord and not fear some little virus that's going to get you. You just say, whenever the Lord wants to take me, until that day, I will visit my neighbor. I will kiss my friends. I will kiss my family. I will hug and embrace my neighbor. I will live as Jesus lived and follow his ways. Jesus Christ didn't wear a mask. He would never wear a mask. He would never shun you. He would never stay six feet apart from you. And he would certainly give you a kiss. And he would just ask you to do the same thing. Visit the sick and afflicted. Those that are in prison. Those that are sick. Those that are elderly. Those that are widows. He would ask you to love your neighbor. To not treat them as some viral infection. That's all he would ask. Not to embrace the ways of men. But to embrace faith and to embrace courage and to embrace love. Because love is not does not come in a mask. 
And love does not come staying six feet away from everybody. Love comes embracing, embracing God. In fact, there's a word for that, isn't there? It's called embrace. Embrace God. It doesn't say stay six feet away from him. Right? So, leave you with that. And we bid you a good night. Until next Saturday Night Live. Hopefully at 11.30 Pacific time. Until then, let's see what else happens towards the end of the world. And over and out. Secrets? You bet they are. And here those secrets are revealed. Teacher, seven years researching the common core of the education system. Author to read. What they want you to know. Fentanyl. It could be hiding anywhere, including in your house including in your medicine cabinet or maybe at a friend's house where you're hanging out, playing games, and you get offered a pill. Don't take chances. If a drug didn't come from a pharmacy directly to you, you can find fentanyl by using a simple strip you can pick up at your local pharmacy. Don't take it until you test it because fentanyl can be hiding anywhere. Brought to you by the Georgia Department of Behavioral Health and Mental Disabilities. AT&T Fiber presents a straightforward moment inspired by straightforward pricing. And now we just cube the pancetta as such. So what's on the menu tonight? This carbonara I found online is fire. You're going to love it, Mom. I hope you hold on to this AT&T Fiber, son. It's nice. Yeah, you should settle down now that you're a good gillionaire. Oh, I am. I finally found the one internet I've been looking for my whole life. So no more one-year stands. No, I'm done with all that. With AT&T Fiber, there's no price increase at 12 months. Uh, What about equipment fees? Nerp. Those were never any good for you. Exactly. But now everything's completely straightforward. Well, in the spirit of being straightforward, I never liked any of your old ones. Me neither. Y'all never told me that. But we're being straightforward now, which feels good, yeah? Yeah. Now let's get straightforward about that girl he's been seeing. Straightforward is better. No equipment fees, no data caps, no price increase at 12 months. Live like a gagillionaire with AT&T Fiber. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details.